welcome to the Car Sim and Race Driver Show, presented by Hugh Hattrick. Here at Bathurst in the Force, my very special guest, basically Rascal Rabbit, Josh Martin. It's great to have you back on the show. Drive fast and try not to crash. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Car Sim and Race Driver Show with me, Hugh Hattrick. Now, I hope it's I hope you're all well and having a fantastic week. I think I'm picking up a little bit of echo. Hopefully, you're not getting that. Um, but our very special guest, all the way from Scotland, that's right, a few miles away from me, it is Deadeye Delboy. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, pleasure to be here. Now, the big question on everybody's uh, everybody's lips is, how did your gaming career start? What was, your, what was it <laughs> that you first played and how did it all start? Well, it kind of it goes probably all the way back to um, the sort of uh, late nineteen eighties um, when my older sister uh, Vicky she um, got a ZX Spectrum forty eight K for her Christmas one year. Now, me being a bit younger. Um, I wasn't old enough to get a computer, so this was fascinating to me. And um, one of the basically over time, I basically kind of stole it off her. Um, <laughs> and one of the reasons for that was because I, I I got a game, which was obviously tape form back then, but it was uh, called Chase HQ. Oh yeah, and uh, Chase HQ just uh, I was instantly hooked on it because I was driving a a Porsche 928 police car um, trying to catch the bad guys. Um, so I was maybe about sort of eight or nine years old and this was just amazing to me. So I kind of got hooked on Chase HQ and then Outrun, um, driving a Ferrari Testarossa. So I, I'd always kind of had a fascination with cars. Um, my dad was a mechanic, um, so there was always things happening with cars in the driveway and he was always tinkering about with them under the bonnet. So you know, going to driving games on the computer was was just natural to me. So, Chase HQ and Outrun on the ZX Spectrum, um, and then it just kind of progressed from there because um, obviously my computers and consoles moved on and on um, through the kind of generations of of computers and consoles and how they did. You know, so I ended up um, getting a Commodore Amiga. When oh, obviously yeah. I got a bit older, um, so I had an Amiga 500, um, and I just managed to pick up obviously a lot of games because back then you could you could uh, get a game for um, about fifty pence per per disc, um, <laughs> depending on where you went to in the the Barras uh, market. So anybody from Scotland will be um, <laughs> well frequented with the barras. If you if you kind of looked about, you could find some stalls which would uh, sell you a, a, a sort of pirate a pirate game for fifty p a disc. So you weren't having to shell out ten, fifteen, twenty quid for the real the real deal, you know. So I picked up a lot of games, a lot of card games back then. Um, so yeah, things like Lotus Esprit Turbo Challenge and um, 
I think there was one called Crazy Cars where you got to drive a Ferrari F40. Um, yeah. There was a game as well, Jagger XJ220, it was just called. And, and basically oh, yeah. all these games just, you know, just were, were things I got hooked on. And I think it was probably because well, you were racing and you were being competitive and you could race against your friends and, you know, slipstream, uh, sort of split, uh, split screen, you know, you could a joystick each and you should sit in front of your little telly and, and race against each other. So things like that were, were uh, you know, just amazing to me. Um, and one of my favourite games also was um, a game called Ivan Stewart Iron Man off Super Off-Roader. And, um, you know, most of these games you could also play in arcades as well. So... It was just one of these things. I, I, I had them for the computer, and then I would go on holiday. We did a lot of caravan holidays, so we would go around arcades, and you know, my mum and dad would give me some money, and I would just go and find either Chase HQ or Outrun or or whatever game I could find in the arcade, which I had the sort of rubbish computer version of yeah. back then. <laughs> um, so I would just these these were all the games. So things like that were were always sort of within me when I was kind of growing up, sort of my uh, sort of younger younger teens, but just the way things went. I think I, I then eventually got a PlayStation and I had the original Gran Turismo, um, which, again, was, when you see it now, it's funny when you see people streaming it now, doing, doing like sort of retro streams. Um, they, I mean, it just looks rubbish now, but <laughs> um, you watch it, back then it was so far advanced from what, I had sort of grown up with on a spectrum, so you, you know you didn't you didn't think it was rubbish at the time. It was, I was amazing at the time. So, but after Gran Turismo, the first one, I kind of, I mean, it was maybe about 15, 16 back then when the first PlayStation came out, and just through the way your life evolves, I kind of fell away from playing computer games because other things took my <laughs> my interest, you know. So, I just eventually kind of fell out. Uh, of playing games. I never played another Gran Turismo until Gran Turismo Sport, believe it or not. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, and that, and that only happened because um, I was sort of, I had, a, had, an, had a, an Xbox One that sat there gathering dust a lot of the time because I played like FIFA and stuff on it. But it sat gathering dust. But I had one racing game, which was Forza. Um, and Forza, I had Forza, Forza 7. And I it sat there gathering dust until I don't know how I ended up seeing this, but I ended up in a, one of these YouTube rabbit holes and I came across um Super GT's channel. And oh, I, I think I think I must have been searching for like Forza videos just to see how people got better at it because it was pretty rubbish. And I came across Super GT's channel and then I seen that he played Gran Turismo on a wheel, and I was like, Oh, a steering wheel, that might make racing a bit more fun. Um, but I thought to myself, how am I going to, how am I going to put that one by the wife? How am I going to tell her that I'm, I want to go and buy a steering wheel for a console um, at, at this stage of my life? And um, <laughs> having shown no real, it's not as if there was any inkling. There was like no build up to this. It was just, and it was quite close to Black Friday, and I just, it all just came. I fell came together. I seen a deal in um, a well known electrical shop and. This country, Curry's. I seen they were doing a Black Friday deal on a oh, yeah. um, a G920 wheel pedal set for it was 150 quid, so it was half uh -huh. price. And I thought, yeah, you know what, I'm going to buy that. 
So yeah. <laughs> I, I never, I, 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 I kind of, I kind of said, like, I'm going to do this, but I don't think um, my wife thought I was being serious until I just came home. I just after work one day, I just went, went and got it, came home with it. There it was in its box, and I think she just thought, "All right, what are you going to do with that now?" So I thought, well, "I'm going to set it up," <laughs> and I set it up on a wee. It was like a tiny little table, and plugged it into the telly in the living room, and gave it a go and enjoyed it. It was, I mean, it was terrible at first. I mean, force feedback and stuff like that was like a new thing to me. So I was like, wow, this is bizarre. Your car actually spins when you just hit the accelerator. It wasn't like playing an arcade. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 at this point, I thought, I'm going to get good at this if yeah. it you know, takes all my time. So that was what I did. I thought, I'm not going to rest until I can start winning some races in this. So that's what happened. I, I wanted, I got better, I got good enough that I started winning a few races, although it was terrible, though the Forza lobbies were just horrific, so occasionally you would get a good race, yeah. um, but eventually my wife just got fed up with it being constantly just sitting there in the middle of the living room, connected to the TV, and she said, no, and with, with, with the G920, it came with a little pamphlet that advertised play seats. It was the first oh, time yeah. I'd really even seen a rig. I knew, obviously, mm. like that was semi-affordable. So I was like, "Oh, look at this!" She, you know, I just uh, kind of throw away stuff and said, "Look, you can actually get a rig for it. Look, it looks like you're sitting in a race seat." And she was like, "Don't be so silly, you know." That's crazy. <laughs> so that was that, and I never really thought anything of it. And then Christmas Day arrived, and my wife went, "Go and look in the garage. Go and get me something or whatever it was." So I went out to the garage and they're wrapped up with this big box. And I was like, what the heck is that? So I managed to lift it up and bring it in. She was like, right. I was like, what is this? She's like, it's your Christmas. And I was like, right, okay. So I opened it up. And what was it? It was a play seat evolution. Oh, and fantastic. I thought, oh, she doesn't know what she's let herself in for. <laughs> so that was that. So before you knew it, I had a play seat evolution and I had a steering wheel. And I had Forza and an Xbox. Um which quickly turned into a lot more, and it's now now I've moved on to the setup that I've got. But yeah, it, it all came from this, you know, absolute sort of desire to just become good at Forza. That I ended up picking it all up and getting my current setup. So really, it's my wife's fault. That's that's <laughs> the way I look at it. Well, absolutely brilliant. I have to say that is the best story we've had yet. <laughs> um, best introduction yet um, of uh, of how you started gaming and how yeah. you are who you yeah, are exactly. today. Now the big question, the second question that I knew everyone would want to ask, and it was asked um, very early on uh, by Sir Max Turbo One Hundred One. Oh, Sir Max, yeah, legend. Said, how did you get your username, Dead Eye Del Boy, and how does uh, the wife deal with you when you race into the night? <laughs> right, well, yeah, um, Dead Eye Del Boy, that came about, you know, obviously my, my, my mates called me Del Boy anyway, um, so, uh, you know, they just, that's just what people in this country call people called Derek, <laughs> we just get called <laughs> Del, so, um, and so I affectionately became Del Boy um, from Only Fools and Horses, so, yeah, everybody just calls me Del Boy, so I thought well, I'm going to have to incorporate that in. So again, it goes back to when I had my Xbox 360 and I and I played at FIFA and Call of Duty were the two games that I really played all the time on it. So 
Call of Duty. Um, I just thought, right, well, I'm going to have to have something that kind of um, gives an idea of my style, which was basically uh, sniping people from distance. So you've got to be quite accurate for that. So that's where the dead eye came into it. So I just thought, what kind of goes with Del Boy? And I just thought, I don't know, it just sprung to mind, dead eye. So I thought, dead eye, Del Boy. That became my Call of Duty name. Um, so it just kind of obviously fell by the wayside when I stopped playing Call of Duty in probably about 2013 or something like that. And, and then when I had to create a PSN, then I just thought, you know what? I can't think of anything else. I'm just going to use Ted Eye Del Boy and I'll just go with that. And that is basically how it came about. Um, in terms of how my wife deals with me racing into the night because obviously Max, Sir Max is a, obviously one of our um, US um, drivers, um, although he hails from these shores um, in the UK, but he obviously sees me quite a bit on, tends to be like PX cams streams because I like to, at the PX cams you know, obviously start streaming near midnight, so he streams to about three in the morning and I'm a bit of a night owl. So, um, yeah, she basically goes to her bed and I then sort of say, right, well, I'm just going to have a have a quick shot of Gran Turismo, which normally ends up being a couple of hours worth. But, um, well, she, I mean, the room that I'm currently in is the furthest point away from the bedroom. I used to be in the room which was right next door to the main bedroom, but she couldn't stand it. Um, the... The rumbling, especially if you're driving <laughs> Dragon Trail, those yeah. curbs. Um, so she couldn't stand the rumbling of the, the curbs, um, particularly at Dragon Trail. So we decided that I would move into another room. And the, the the good thing about that was I was able to sort of race later into the night because she can't hear me. <laughs> so, yeah, she, she copes, she copes uh, admirably. Um, but... Yeah, she's she's got the patience of a saint when it comes. And I think probably anybody who lives with a sim racer um, needs to have the patience of a saint because we are annoying. We are very annoying. It's an it's a very annoying hobby. The fact that we can be so um, hooked on something like motor racing um, and we're able just to go and do it at a whim in another room in the house, and it's never just for ten minutes. It's no. not. I mean. She wonders how I can, you know, play for so long without stopping. And as everybody will know who's in the chat or whatever, and yourself will know that, you know, two, three, four hours can just absolutely fly by when you're racing. Um, it's just, it's such a, it's such a, um, sort of time vortex. It just, you just end up, you know, going on and on and, yeah, she 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 just ex probably accepts it more than anything now. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! And just very quickly, while we've got so many people in the chat asking questions, and we will get to more of your questions in a minute. If you like what you're saying, and I know that you are, um, we've got lots of other interviews as well with people like Super GT. We had Darren Turner on a couple of weeks ago. We've had Liam Harper. We've had Tidney. We've had the Key Twenty Five. We've had a host of of racing drivers as well, like David Perel, and many more to come. 
So if you like all of this, then please hit the subscribe button and there's a special prize if you do, because we are raising a fund to start a sim racing centre here in the northeast of England. And for all the subs of the Car Sim and Race Driver Show well, the Hugh Hattrick channel, you will get a free session if you turn up to the sim racing centre. So it's definitely worth a trip to the northeast when you're ready. But please hit that sub, sub subscribe button. That would be fantastic. Now, I'll get back to your questions. Here we go. So, what are your favourite combinations, Del Boy? Um, I mean, to be honest with you, um, my, I mean, in terms of GT Sport, because it was kind of so late to it, there's probably a lot of combinations that I've, I've just never done. Um, but, unfortunately, PD tend to just throw up the same combinations all the time. So you end up probably, I've probably got a more limited sort of selection to choose from than most um, because I, I tend to just focus on the tracks that are being raced that week and try and learn them. So, but my, my I've got two kind of favourite combinations. Um, one is a fair, well, I would say maybe three actually. Um, I love Group 2 cars and I love racing them at both Suzuka and at um Fuji. Um so I just I love the I love the downforce in the group two cars. You can really just put your foot to the floor and I've got quite a heavy right foot. So they kind of suit me um in the sense that if you're on like a good combination and you've got soft tires and plenty of grip and a lot of downforce, they they've got it's kind of the kind of downforce that I really like. Um but I also love um, Group 3 at Interlagos. Um, Interlagos, again, it was a track that I, I, I did. One, I think it was one of the, when I got GT Sport, it was one of the first races I did. It was a Group C, Group 3 race at Interlagos. And I just kind of, I just love the, the layout. I love the way Interlagos kind of flows. And the thing, about, the thing I quite enjoy about probably... Um, Suzuka and Interlagos is they're not the easiest tracks to overtake and I quite like tracks which aren't easy to overtake because mm. um, I'm probably not aggressive enough as a driver when it comes to GT Sport um, so I quite like tracks where you, you just need to be quite technical on where you need to know your breaking points, hit your marks um, and you, you know your consistency will, will We'll, we'll kind of win out, so you know, set a good quality, so you're in the, sort of near the near the front, and then let your cat, you know, just be able to maybe follow the faster guys in front, and just let the consistency of maybe over four or five laps, you know, you're picking up a few tens each time, and then you build that gap. Um, that's the kind of sort of way I end up racing a lot of the time. So, Interlagos is great for that because there's only really one big sort of point where you can. Overtaken, that's going down the you know the massive straight. After yeah, that, yeah. once you're behind the car, you're kind of unless you've got a really good run out a, a set you know a particular corner. There's not a lot of overtaking opportunities on it, uh, yeah. and that suits me just fine. And um, because, like I said, I'm probably more suited to endurance racing than mm. sprint racing, and um, just purely yeah. down to my style and uh, the kind of. I, I just I always think to myself if I can't get past somebody without making any sort of a contact on them, then I'm probably not fast enough to get, you know, I don't deserve to get past them. So, um, 
you know, if if I if I ever dive bomb somebody, trust me, it wasn't meant. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, I've never I've never intentionally thought I'm going to dive this person to overtake them. It's just not in my nature. It's not in my style. I'm quite a, a sort of defensive driver in that sense. So yeah, I think both both Suzuka and and a Lagos are, are perfect for that type of racing because you can just be consistent and that you know if you are hitting your apexes, then it's difficult for people to get past you. So I, I, I just I love those combinations and I love and um, uh, the, the, it's, they, they get a lot of hate on Gran Turismo, but I love most combinations that suit FF cars. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And people and people you know <laughs> I laugh because you know you see. You want know, like the key stream and stuff like that. You'll just refuse to use the FF cars and stuff like that. I really like FF cars. You can yeah. floor them. You just need to get used to the crazy amounts of understeer. But once you kind of master that, then they're like they're they're, they're great to drive because they're so easy to drive. Um, yeah. So yeah, anything that makes life easier out in the track is is good for me. They're easy to drive fast, aren't they? And yeah. I like the Audi TT and things like that, uh, or the the Peugeot. Um, they, they're yeah. good fun, and uh, yeah. yeah, I do. After I do like those races as well. Yeah. But um, now we've got a question from Jeff Kolkoff. Um, it is when is Dale getting his partner involved? <laughs> um, I, I, to be honest with you, my, my fear is that she would show me up, um, <laughs> um, because she's she's not slow out in the roads um of uh, motherwell <laughs> in the surrounding <laughs> areas she's uh she's got quite a keen right foot on her as well um so my, my fear is that yeah she would she would um she would show me up so i'm i mean she's she'd probably be quite keen to uh, take, do a takeover stream but uh, I, I think I'll, I think I'll hold that hold out um, on that one just yet. Maybe, maybe as a maybe as a ten thousand subscriber special, we'll we'll get her involved. But other than that, I think I'll uh, I think I'll just let her sort of moderate the chat. That that's that's a safe distance for me. I think. Uh, <laughs> now we've got a question from your good friend Glasgird. Um, now Glasgird says, uh, if I can read this out, says, uh, does Dale see a point in the future? Where he feels that just for men is a positive step forward. <laughs> I know. I noticed that when I'm when I'm streaming out when I don't get a haircut. When I get a haircut, it's fine because obviously this grey does not not stand out as much. But that's great. I mean, I don't know if it's lockdown, but I think it's more to do with being being a sort of new dad. Um, it's you know, I, I'm a warrior by nature. You know, I'm a, a kind of I'll stress over little things. You know, so having a, a newborn baby um, during lockdown um, has uh, it's certainly it's certainly contributed to my my unfortunate uh, grey that appears to be showing through, and it, it does look a lot more prominent on the, the. I think I don't know. I think the camera adds. They say the camera adds ten pounds, but I'm pretty sure the camera adds grey hair as well. So. Yeah, thanks for that, Glasgow. Appreciate that. Ah, you know your friends. I'm just your happy friends. I've got here, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I've still got here. That's it. I'll take that. That's the thing. Now, from Paul Stanford, we have a question. What's what are your dreams and goals for for you in sim racing? <sighs> oh, it's a great question, Paul. Um, Paul, um, he's. Uh, I'll give him a quick quick plug to his race asylum. Um, I'm sure most people have. Uh, 
out there I've, I've, in the chat I've heard of about um, Paul's doing great things with, with, with his race asylum project. Um, he's got a lot of people driving for him at the moment um, out there in the dailies and the FIA races, and he's setting up a, um, a sim racing centre, um, or he has set up a sim racing centre, and it's just phenomenal. Uh, what, what Paul doesn't know about sim racing is, isn't worth knowing, I don't think. Um, but yeah, um, Matt aspirations, goals, all that type of thing. I mean, I think it sounds cliche, but I think I've already kind of surpassed them. Um, I mean, when I, like I said, you kind of got my background and my history of sort of sim racing there, and it came from playing Forza um, with a with a Logitech G920. Um, and Forza is not a good game to play with a wheel. Um, yeah. I've quickly realised that when, you know, everybody who played it, even Super GT, they all played it on a pad. I didn't realise that at the time. So um, when I got my wheel and I moved to Gran Turismo Sport, and my, my, my goal was just to get in a race against Super GT. That was the only ambition I had. I just thought, I, I just want to race against that, that you know, Super GT. That would be, you know, I'll have made it. Um, so, you know, just went on a driver rating grind and I got to A+. Plus and found myself in races against Super GT on his live streams and things like that. So, I mean, I, wow. I was sitting there, you know, telling the wife, I was like, you know, like a excited kid. I'm like, I'm just about to race Super And she's like, oh, that's really good. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm like, no, you don't understand. This is something. There's 4,000 people watching his stream, man. I'm about to race him. I'm, I'm starting one place ahead of him on the grid, you know, that type of thing. So, um hi so that was that was my my goal and I obviously achieved that um I kind of then thought to myself do you know what people might be interested in watching somebody who's not that good playing Gran Turismo sport um because obviously you've got a lot of top guys streaming uh, key Tijney, um obviously super GT these guys are all mega quick and I thought maybe the maybe there's a market. Um, sounds cynical, I didn't mean a market, but you know, maybe there's just room for people who want to watch. And the thing is, I didn't have any mates who played Grand Chasmus Sports, so mm. I kind of thought to myself, well, if I stream, maybe people, like minded people, will be in the chat and might sort of, sort of race against us and stuff like that. So I thought, right, okay, how, how will I do this? And I just got a, a PS4 camera, plugged it in, and hit share just to see what uh -huh. would happen. Uh -huh. And lo and behold, a couple of people started watching. I don't know even how they found the channel. Um, so, you know, that happened. Then I made a video or two and a couple of people watched it. But we're talking about single-figure numbers here, you know. And so it just kind of went like that. And then I thought it'd be good if I could get 50 subscribers, you know, and that kind of thing happened. So I got 50 subscribers somehow, um, albeit probably a lot of them were sort of friends and family and stuff, you know, that was just kind of asking, sort of beg begging for a sub off them, you know, type of things. <laughs> like, like, oh, whatever, probably didn't watch anything, but um, and then you find out that if you get 100 subscribers, you can change the URL of your YouTube channel to whatever you want. So I thought, I could get that. I could change it to YouTube, you know, in a dead ideal boy instead of there's random combinations of numbers and letters. And I thought, surely more people would be interested if they see it's a like a proper url so i thought if i get 100 subs which i did um like i said uh, again slightly miraculously but at that point 
you know, I was just kind of setting the goals, and eventually the goal just became, can I get to a thousand subscribers? Um, so I thought to myself, the only way I'll be able to even come close to that is if I get a sort of semi decent setup. Um, the PS4 camera taking me as far as I could, but I couldn't like schedule a stream or anything like that. Yeah. So I got a, a gaming laptop. It's the gaming laptop I still use, and it's the base, most basic gaming laptop you will find. I, I couldn't sort of justify spending any more money on stuff at this point. Um, mm-hmm. So I can again, I can. I talked to wife into letting me buy uh, a sort of cheap gaming laptop um, with the basic minimum specs it take. You know, to it would take to plug an Elgato um capture card into it so that's kind of how that panned out and that then enabled me it wasn't even a fourth it wasn't even the forefront of my mind but that then enabled me to realize that wait a minute i can now also make videos because i was kind of relying on share factory on the ps4 which is quite quite clumsy um and mm-hmm. the videos can be a bit hard miss but yeah. um i thought wait a minute i could use this now to make some videos and that's what I did. So um, I made some videos, a few people watched them, and then just out of the blue on a live stream when I had, you know, I don't even think I had, if I had 200 subscribers by this point, you'd be lucky, but um, I was live streaming and I ended up in a race at Bathurst with, uh, Bathurst with uh, Momo's in it. Oh, yeah. And the way that race transpired, I ended up, and coming down the chase at Bathurst in the last lap with Momo's on my tail. Um, and it was just, it was like the most epic finish I think I'll ever have to a race. <laughs> so I ended up making a video out of it. But it was the one and only time. It was like late on a Saturday night. And I thought to myself, I'm going to make a video from this. But I'm actually going to make, previously I'd just been kind of thrown together within like half an hour, not really taking the time to edit but this time I thought, I'm going to edit this or attempt to edit this properly. So I recorded the video, I recorded the replay footage, and I recorded, uh, I took the live stream footage, and I started cutting and editing it to sort of make it more cinematic. Yeah. Um, and that's what I did. So I then published the video. And I can remember, I published the video, and it wasn't long after New Year, um, and <laughs> I was... I was looking at it and it had like the usual, like about 10 views in the first five hours of it being live. And you're thinking, all right, at least 10 people have watched it. And then I can just remember refreshing it and it went and it jumped up to like 50 views. And then I refreshed it again, like literally about two minutes later and it had like 75. And I was like, wow. I kept refreshing it and it kept jumping up by 20, 30, 40, or, you know, kept going. Before we know it, I was a couple of hundred views on it. And I actually turned to my wife and said, I think YouTube's broke. Because this keeps, <laughs> the, the, the view count on this video keeps going up like crazy numbers. Can you check it in your phone? So she went in and I said, she went in and I said, how many views has that video had? And she went, says like 550 odds in mine. And I was like, I see him here. And then I refreshed it again. It was kept going up and up and before you know it it was like at a thousand views and it was like like 900 of those views have came within the last hour i was like something's wow. not right something's broke and then it just came up new subscriber 
new subscriber, and I was like, nah, something's not something on. Um, sort of the YouTube, the YouTube to see the studio thing, which gives you the analytics, and I could see that it was getting pushed as a recommended video. Mm-hmm. It just kept going and going and going, and I just kept picking up subscribers. So I was like waking up in the morning and I had an extra forty subscribers, and wow. then it was like, so each day for about a week, I was picking up about. 20 subscribers a day just that's not doing anything so it was just insane so at this point i had about so that took me about from you know 100 subscribers to maybe 300 odd subscribers in the space of a week or so um and i can remember doing the next live stream and i'd went from like five or six people watching the live stream and i had like 20 people watching the live stream, which is like an insane jump for me. And I was like, no, that, that's that's weird. So I was like, how, how are you here? <laughs> Why are you watching me? Like one of these things. And they were like, oh, the Momo's video. And I was like, wow. So that video just kept working. So, I mean, currently that video is nearly at 15,000 views. Um, it still picks up subscribers for me. It still is one of the reasons some people find the channel. Um, but that in itself was a massive deal in terms of the goal, which became going all the way back. Sorry, I guess going all the way back to Paul's question, the goal became get to a thousand subscribers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that would take a couple of years. I genuinely thought, because my goal for this year was trying to get 250 subscribers by the end of July, because bear in mind, wow. I had 50 on the 1st of January. Um, so that was the goal and now that goal has been absolutely obliterated I don't even know what, what my goal is anymore I don't even think I have one I think I just I just like enjoying streaming and making videos and whatever happens happens now you know I'm like that I've got I'm not I sort of I've not got any aspirations of being the next super GT or anything like that because that's you know that's a one in a million chance that that kind of thing happens to you because you see how hard guys like yeah. Key and Pigeony and Rory and all these guys working basic ollie, how much effort they put into it, and they've got about you know ten percent if the you know a even of that of what Super GT's got in terms of subs. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's my goal was a thousand subscribers, and I think um, anything beyond that is just. The cherry on top of the cake, yeah. you know. So, yeah. Well, to hit that in literally just a few months is brilliant. Um, that is a, a really great achievement, and you have a fantastic community. There's no doubt. Uh, when I've been oh, organising yeah. it in the last couple of weeks, they always said you've got to get dead eye on. And yeah. I'm watching a few of your streams, and thought I'll ask the question. That, um, that's a massive, you know, Hugh. That's a massive thing. That that was one of the, that was one of the sort of byproducts. So you know, and one of the things I could never have imagined because you're just thinking about getting the numbers of subscribers up, and you you know you, you forget that every time somebody hits subscribe, it's a person that might tune into your live stream or whatever, or might comment on your videos, and you know these, you know, everybody who does that. I, I'm one of these people that does it on other people's channels. So, but everybody has potential to add to your sort of experience on the game and I, I mean I, I make no bones about it the community that follows my channel um they're, they're honestly the second to none as far as I you know I join I, I go into a lot of streams um 
and enjoy a lot of streams and the communities are great but i am not going to deny i am biased you know there's my my stream in the community people that contribute to it but they make the stream because let's face it they're not tuning in to see me um to admire my skill level because i'm not anywhere near the sort of top level of driver that you know some of the streamers are, um, you know, I can kind of compete to a level. I can get into the A plus, and I can race in uh, the daily lobbies with a lot of them. But I mean, you know, I'm not. They're not tuning in. They're tuning in because it's not just. I, I, I'm just the guy that's on screen, and I've, I've created a channel. But now I think people are genuinely coming in to the channel because it's somewhere to meet up and chat mm. and all that yeah. kind of stuff and you'll notice that we, we all kind of move around when i'm not streaming a lot of us end up we all just go right who's streaming now like our podium streaming let's jump into his stream or pets cam streaming let's jump into his stream or whatever you know we, we kind of do that or, you know darren stream now i've noticed a lot of us just gravitate towards like darn streams and stuff like that. And you'll probably find it yourself when you stream here, yeah, you'll see a lot yeah. of the same names because we all kind of, I think everybody kind of, you know, gets on and enjoys a certain level of stream where there's a, there's room to speak in it. It's yeah, not too crazy. It's not too yeah. um, tense. It's, it's kind of fun. It's, there's a level of competitiveness, but not overly competitive, but, yeah. Um, yeah, all all that kind of um, that community is just I could never have imagined it being like that when I started streaming. And the guys who moderate my channel um, and stuff like that, I mean, they've been so supportive um, to help me and just encourage me because there's been a lot of times I've thought about just jacking it in because um, I've just been like. I'm not good enough to race here. I don't, people shouldn't be watching me. I'm, I'm hopeless. Um, but, you know, they keep you going. They really do. It's not that I, I found that it could have subscribers 62 and you think you put all this effort and, then, and it's like, hopefully people are liking what you're seeing. Um, uh, but it can be quite tough. But no, it's great to hear the original story, the ups and the downs of what it's like to be a YouTuber uh, and to race and to do these racing games. But to get to A+, um, you have to be extremely good. So you, to, you are definitely very, very good. There's absolutely no doubting about that. And to be able to race against Super GT and Momos um, is definitely proves that you've got plenty of skill. Um, I think people just love listening to you. Uh, I mean, what's your, I think, I've <laughs> yeah. only asked them three questions. Accent. And, and yeah, and you've been able to answer brilliantly and, and uh, made my life very, very easy um, <laughs> tonight for sure. Um, but, uh, but no, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. Now, we've got a great question from Gary Gilmore. It says, how far were you in your driver rating before you got your wheel and rig? Um, that's a good question. I think, well, I mean, when I started, when I started playing, um, I mean, I've only ever driven in GT Sport with a wheel and a rig. I've never... I had the pad for about a week as I waited on the stuff, as, uh, you know, my, my, my Fanatec wheel to arrive. So I kind of did all the kind of channel, I did all the kind of driver school stuff. Um, but, you know, and it, my driver, you know, in terms of just improving my driving rating and stuff like that, I never, 
I, I, I don't think I don't think I even did a daily race without my wheel, <laughs> and uh-huh. I, I think I think my pad skills would be that bad that I just don't think it would. I mean, I, I think I, I could maybe drive one in automatic using a pad, but I would just be horrific at it. But yeah, I mean, in terms of the rig and the wheel, just make the game for me. So you know, I, I just kind of use that to get the immersion and just kind of improved slowly but surely um, to, you know, getting, just grinding my driver rating up, like from, what was it, E to getting an E plus. But I mean, I don't know, I don't know about you, Hugh, but in terms of the, I don't, I couldn't play Gran Turismo without a wheel. Mm. It just wouldn't be the same to me. I, I, yeah. I I admire people who can play it on the pad and be really competitive and enjoy it. But for me, I struggle um, because I need that immersion. That that I need to feel like I'm actually racing this car. And you don't get that otherwise, you know, any other way. So um yeah, I mean I, I couldn't I couldn't have got to A plus without a, my wheel and my rig. Um yeah. and yeah. I kind of got there fairly quickly staying there is another matter though and, yeah. and, and i've done a, i done a video quite recently on the on my channel and people might have seen it where I, I end up with my us account um got the sr got killed on it basically because my pedals the brake pedal stuck on yeah yeah Dan turner was in the race at the time so there was a couple of races back to back where basically i didn't go off the grid and people ran into the back of me because my brake pedal was stuck on so oh, <laughs> um, I ended up at the game thought I'd break checked them, so it gave me horrific penalties and my SR got killed. So I ended up in lower lobbies. See, getting out of lower lobbies is so difficult once you're back in them because yeah, you know, my video shows you you try and stay clean, but sometimes people are so erratic round about you. Um playing obviously a different level of the game where they're they're just maybe happy to play in that level of lobby where it's a bit like you know, bumper cars about like Forza. They're just like, oh well, yeah. shove him off the track, shove him off the track. You know, so I end up my my driver rating, and that was just getting worn down to the point where I was like, mm. is this what it's like to be stuck in these lobbies? So yeah. I made that. I made the video about it, and it's again, it's a video that's done pretty well. Um, I think it's like in the past like three or four days, and it's got two and a half thousand views. So it's hit. A, it's hit a point that's with brilliant. people where people yeah. have thought. I can, and I think that's one of the things about making videos. Sorry, I'm going off all sorts of tangents. But no, I think no, it's good. It's great. For, pe- for people out there who have got YouTube channels, um, and like I said, um, I know guys like Podium and Darren. Um, video, I mean, the, the live people live stream a lot, and live streams are great, and um, because of the whole community aspect of it, you see, you grow a channel. Videos are key, and. It, and it's not just making videos about your races, um, because people can can watch live streams. If they want to see a race, tune, you know, find that you'll find a live stream at some somewhere in the world of Gran Turismo, if it's not on YouTube, on Twitch or whatever. But yeah. if you want to grow your channel, make videos, but make videos that people can relate to, because you'll you'll click on a video if you want to know more about it because you think uh, that sounds like something that happens to me so i'm going to watch this video so yeah things like being stuck in lower lobby hell <laughs> um, <laughs> that obviously hit a, hit a 
point with people because a lot of people clicked on that video so it, it's 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 doing well the video um but yeah that that's the thing it's 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 really crucial make videos if you want to grow your channel because i could probably talk all day about that kind of thing because i've just went <laughs> through it all um but it's such a key thing yeah. it's such an overlooked thing because i think I thought at the start you could stream your way to a thousand subs. It's really not it's difficult, isn't it? possible yeah. can, but it'll take you a long, long time because yeah. in a live stream you might only pick up one or two subs. Um because yeah. people don't know the uh, if you're not subbed to a channel, you won't know they're live streaming and YouTube isn't great for promoting live streams. Um yeah. but a video, a 10-minute video, a 15-minute video, people will click on it. And if more people yeah. click on it, YouTube algorithm picks it up and promotes it out there. But again, it needs to be something that people want to click on. Um, yeah. So it's, hit, it's very hit and miss. You can fire out a lot of, you know, for every deck of cards, you'll have four aces in the pack. So uh -huh. you've just got to take your chances with them. But to think about making a video, yeah, make make it something that people want to click on because uh -huh. that 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 can grow your channel exponentially. So that's fantastic. I did think about doing a, a video recently about and uh, calling it uh, what it's like when you're a BS driver, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it could probably get different interpretations from that. People want to know, people want to watch videos. And I think Super GT was kind of the master of that, the master of the craft of making videos that people want to click yeah. on and watch because they can do them in a style that people can relate to. You know, yeah, so. yeah. No, it's fantastic. No, it's it's really, really good. So, what have been we? What would you say your best results so far on Gran Turismo? Well, I mean, I did win an FIA race, um, which was a was worth about two hundred and forty points. Um, wow! But I mean that that sticks out because I'd always kind of shied away from FIA races and. I think I will continue to do that um, after yesterday's experience, but um, yeah, that that was that was interesting. But, um, I, I kind of I, I I hadn't really I was always a bit kind of nervous at FIA races when I started Gran Turismo Sport, and I thought, Oof, these are all serious, you know. You've got to qualify, and you don't you can't just time trial your way to a good lap time, and then start you know pick a race to go into. You, you've actually it's like proper racing here. You've got one shot two shots at whatever qualifying so um but it was um adventure racing or adventure james as his channel is now called was streaming and it was a group four race at suzuka um and i hadn't done any previous races but i loved suzuka and i love group four and i like ff cars yeah. and i you know i just thought well that sounds like a combination i could sort of get on board with so i jumped in um, just had to sign for Audi because I wanted to use for Audi, so I literally went in, signed for Audi, and jumped in the race. And it was on his live stream. Um, so when I did my qualifying lap, and lo and behold, to my amazement, I qualified in pole position. So wow. I thought something's not right here, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's been a mistake, but sure enough, um, did the race and won the race. You know, just it was my That's first right. FIA race, and I won it. And I thought, "This, a, this FIA stuff, so you know, this is easy. This, you know, I walk in the um, park. <laughs> I no bother." 
So that was my best result. So one an FI race, and it was like I said, it was it was for it was an like AA plus lobby, so it was worth about two hundred and forty odd points. So to this day, I think that's still my best finish because, <laughs> um, yeah, it's. It, I think I've probably come into Gran Turismo Sport at the most sort of competitive, sweaty time that's ever been out there for Gran Turismo Sport. The the level just seems to keep going up and up and up and. There's more people streaming and there's more people sort of making their way through and sort of younger drivers coming through and stuff. So it's getting more and more difficult out there to be competitive at the yeah, kind of yeah. high AA plus level. But to this day, that's definitely my best result. Uh, an FIA win um, for 240 odd points. That's fantastic. That's brilliant. Now, I've got a question here from Henry Bernal. Uh, Dell, when you started with the wheel, what bad habit did you think was keeping you from improving your times and getting you up the DR ranks in Gran Turismo Sport? I mean, there's one that is still a pretty bad habit for me, um, and probably a bad habit for a lot of people, and that is just relying on a ghost. What happens is I'll go into the daily races and I'll see which sort of track combination suits me best for that week or whatever, and then I'll jump. That'll be the first one I'll do. And then I'll, I'll see who the top times are and what car they're using. So I tend to go for that combination, pick the, the car that's uh, dominating the leaderboard. And even if it doesn't particularly suit me, I'll drive it until I can kind of master it enough um, that I can be competitive in it. But generally that will mean following one of the top 10 ghosts. So I'll set it, you know, three or four tenths ahead of me and then I'll off I'll go, I'll chase it. And I'll, ultimately I'll always try and get within a second of it. If you can get it within a second of say the top time, the top time in EMEA, you'll generally be in the top hundred, um, and that will give you. I should give you a good daily race starting position if you want to grind your DR. However, it happens so often you get used to that ghost and time trial and with that ghost in front of you. When you go to do the race and the ghost isn't there and you find yourself in pole position. Man, people can people will behind you must wonder how you ended up in pole position as you kind of plot your way around the track about <laughs> two seconds slower than your qualifying <laughs> time, and everybody else is like driving at the pace they qualified at because they probably didn't rely on a ghost for half as much time as I did. So, um, I've kind of slowly kind of tried to move away from that. I'll do up some quality time with the ghost or a lot of it, but then I'll. I'll make a point of trying to do to replicate it without the ghost. Mm. And using the brake markers was a big crutch for me as well. Um so maybe maybe only within the last couple of months I've I've ditched the, the cones uh -huh. um to to you know take off that assist. And I found that that's actually made me quicker purely because you get you have to then learn the track better and you can then pick out little bits here and there. Um, and yeah. that are that are good sort of guides because if you can if you know that the the brake marker on the game is telling you to brake between the hundred and fifty and the hundred board, but in reality in the car you're driving that week you can actually brake almost at the hundred board. You've got an advantage right away over all the other drivers out there who are using the the cones as as uh, a crutch, and also if you accidentally wipe out the cones you don't get affected you can't see them so you might hit them but they don't slow your car down whereas the people who are using the cones on certain yeah. tracks 
sometimes you have you inevitably can't avoid them and if people didn't know this the cones if you hit a cone it takes about three or four miles an hour off your top speed um mm. so it can actually be quite penal um to use them so try not to use the cones and try not to rely on a ghost are the two things that i would i would say if i could go back start again i would do that from the start and be better at not having them on because i'm kind of still not super comfortable without the ghost there but I'm, i'll get there yeah I hope. Uh, fantastic we have some good uh comments here <clears throat> from rk74 that's oh must be the it must be the the one of the night actually it says a pandemic can sure boost the level of driving and then uh, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure it can and uh, yeah. the comments of the night i think so far um and loopy racing has said that subtitles aren't working that uh so <laughs> i'm sure he, he can understand us both oh um, dear me yeah. I, I say I, I did say in the in the comments at the the start when the kind of stream uh, was put up earlier on today i did say a good sort of training for this, if you want to view this stream, would be to watch, um, watch train spotting, and then maybe a couple of hours of Billy Connolly, and that'll get your ear sort of more tuned in to what you're about to hear. So, yeah, well, that's the thing that uh, it's very easy, to, very easy to understand, indeed. That, this is uh, because I'm. This is because this is my this is my posh speaking voice. You. <laughs> I'm much more I'm much more slang than this in day to day life. When I get my brother in law uh, on the phone, I can't work if he's if he's been drinking slightly and he gives us a call, um, <laughs> and uh, I can't make out. And I'm Scottish. I lived in Glasgow for many years. My wife's yeah. Glaswegian, um, and I can't make out what he's saying. I, I, I have to kind of give it to my wife and say I don't know. <laughs> you can have to make it out. That. But there we go. Now, um, we've got a, a great question here. Uh, so my wife's saying I'm speaking too loudly now that she's heard me. Um, but, uh, but here we go. Um, <laughs> uh, now I've gone and lost my, my sense of my track there. Was there. Oh, yes. Now, next week, to answer Richie's question, we have Podium on the show. So, yes, he'll be one of your – one of your. Uh, you were mentioning him earlier. Yeah, Podium. He'll be a great guest, you. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't mind plugging him for you um, because uh, he is the most – entertaining uh, live streamer um, out there. He's absolutely second to none. There, there's nothing this guy can't do. He can dance, he can sing, and he'll give you it all during a GT Sport <laughs> live stream. He will give you it all. He is 100% or nothing. This guy is... I, I actually thought, you know, I'm like, I was like, is this, this guy for real when I tuned into his stream at first? But this guy is he's he's genuine friendly he's engaging the guy can talk about anything he's so knowledgeable about so many things but ultimately he's a really quick driver and his streams are highly entertaining so this yeah. the, if people haven't seen him and next week's going to be their first sort of view of him I, I mean i can't wait to see it i'll be honest with you i'll be I'll be sitting down with my popcorn because um, I would imagine if you, if you think uh, if you you might not need to even ask, you could, you might not need to ask many questions you because podium will be able to give you, you an answer. Me. Oh yeah, <laughs> this guy's good. We might start a little bit later next week, only because I know that podium works late um, and yeah. to get here 
for a nine o'clock start uh, well, well, America, it uh, might be a bit difficult. So podium, yeah. I know you're watching there. We can give you a bit more time and maybe potentially start at half past nine or maybe even 10 o'clock if it's easier for you. That, yeah. um, and we've got Damo saying podium's victory dance after his FIA win was a hoot. So <laughs> must have been... I seen it. I watched it. It was brilliant. Um, and he also he's also very respectful. He also salutes the anthem um, and stands and salutes for the anthem as the as the camera pans along the grid. Ah, very <laughs> so, patriotic. Yeah, he's 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 he's, uh, he's one of a kind. This podium, um, an absolutely brilliant guy. That's fantastic. Um, now I'm just quickly searching for any questions that uh, I have missed here as we go through. There've been so many. Uh, with great questions as well. Oh yes, here we are um, from Fafnir Danisgold. I think if I pronounced that correctly. Yeah, good. Uh, good luck pronouncing that. Just call yeah. him Fafnir. Fafnir. Yeah. Fafnir Danisgold. Uh, uh, more general question for Hugh and Dale. Why have so few streamers done an Olympic TT stream this week? I find it compelling viewing, and I know Dale was enjoying PX Cam the other night. Fafnir. This is a by the way, Hugh. If you're not aware, Fafnir actually hails from Glasgow. Don't be fooled by his name. All oh, right, he's, I thought it was from the Netherlands. Yeah, or something. <laughs> he, he, he's a buckfast drinking Scot. Um, so <laughs> he he's he, he's one of the early watchers of my channel. Um, I think he must have just been uh, pleased to hear the the Scots dialect uh, on a stream. But yeah, um, it's a good question because I, I, it's kind of I've been kind of sort of flummoxed by the lack of them because I've watched PH Cam's uh, Olympic qualifying stream and it was brilliant to watch. It was just getting absolutely immersed watching somebody trying to shave off tenths of, a, you know, hundreds and tenths of seconds. Is I, I love watching it um, because you can see the, the sort of tension that builds in a lap when somebody mm. is time trialing. There's something about it. Um Doubtinator um, had a stream. Now, Doubtinator had a stream. Now, it was maybe only about an hour or so, and I watched it. I just kind of lucked. I never even really contributed, but I watched it. Um, and again, he was just resetting and going again, resetting and going again for over an hour. And, you know, that stream, Doubtinator's, because I went back in to, to watch, because I, I, I think I missed the start of it, so I kind of went back in to kind of watch some of it the next day. And the stream had, like, over 2,000 views. Wow. Now, I was like, that's insane. Down here, it maybe his previous live stream maybe got 400 views, which is mm. pretty normal because, I mean, my streams get kind of, in that kind of ballpark, a really good stream of mine will maybe get 700, 800 views. So, um, but he was into the thousands and I was like, that proves the point. People yeah. like it. Now, yeah. I kind of, um, on Key's 25 stream, I kind of, moaned a bit about it because Key's dead against doing it and I mm -hmm. kind of was trying to champion the cause I was like no no do it and there was people saying no 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 and no do it he was saying no boring people don't want to watch time trial and stream no and, uh, uh, people love time trial and streams as far as I can yeah. see because like I said you get to see somebody trying hard they're trying their hardest and they're, they're committed to what they're doing and it's a bit like watching um, you know like rally and stuff like that on TV. Uh, like, like rally, like uh, uh, mo in terms of motorsport, rallying is like a massive favourite of mine. Um, and one of the reasons I love watching rally was just watching Colin McRae basically time trialing. 
<laughs> I was like, ah. he's, he was my hero, you know. So yeah, if yeah. he could, if he, FM, they could shave half a second off a hairpin, then it would be him. And just watching him doing it was just phenomenal. So Fafnir, I I completely agree. I don't know why more people haven't done it. I haven't done it yet, um, but I haven't streamed since last week. So I think my next stream could incorporate that. But yeah. It's just it's just been a time issue for me not being able to live stream, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 uh, it's it, it's an interesting time trial. I'm so I might try it later on um, in the in the week uh, to see what it's like because I haven't uh, yeah. it's on for a wee while and it should be yeah. quite quite fun. But um, but no, here we go. Um, now it's uh, there's been lots of good questions there. Um, oh yes, uh, podium asks, how long have you been playing Gran Turismo? Um, since basically lockdown um the original lockdown um i started playing it in march 2020 right about then um it must have been right about then um so not that long so i probably started seriously playing it when i got my well i i, I say it couldn't have been march 2020 because I, I got my wheel i got my wheel in the april 2020 um, so that was really when I got my wheel in April 2020 that was when I started playing so not that long um, in the grand scheme of Gran Turismo Sports life so I'm late to the party um, so I'm obviously make, I'm trying to make up for lost time um, getting every last sort of so that, that's the thing I mean, a lot of people are probably fed up with the game by now or kind of it's waning for them and they're fed up with all, a lot of combinations but a lot of these combinations are still new to me, <laughs> so I've still yeah. got a lot of life left in it. Yeah, no, you, you bring a, a real enthusiasm and just a lovely nature to the whole live streaming and gaming scene. Um, yeah. it's uh, very easy to listen to and to and to watch. And as you do, you're very competitive. Um, and I, we all feel your frustration, uh, especially yeah. at the moment with the, with the BS levels and all this stuff, um, and, and the aggressive nature um, yeah. of the driving. And, and many of the lobbies is just incredible sometimes. Uh, yeah, you, no. you, you, you feel like you're just a uh, sometimes a magnetic attraction for someone to hit you uh, or take you out for no yeah. for no you haven't touched anybody you haven't done anything wrong I know they just aim for you um, I drive I drive in hood view and and I spend most of my time sort of looking at the radar in the bottom right hand corner just sort of bracing myself for the impact yeah yeah you have to watch the radar all the time isn't uh, it? that's the thing not 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 good for 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 being a it doesn't help you get any quicker when you're racing with yeah, looking yeah. at the bottom right hand corner of your your screen. It's not not good for that. Aye, aye. Now here's a good question for you from Henry Bernal. He says, "Dell, describe Iron Brew to a clueless American like him." Des describe Iron Brew. Um, well, I, actually, and they've not sponsored me, but I do have a <laughs> which I, actually I've not I've not opened it yet. So that's it. Cheers, oh. Henry. Um, <laughs> I would describe it sort of like a strange. It's like a strange sort of fizzy, drinkable bubble gum. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, there's no there's no fruit flavor or anything I can describe it to. It's just a sort of like a weird flavor of bubble gum that's fizzy and drinkable. Um, but yeah, it's it's a staple diet of of Scotland. So. I mean, we can't. We can't. I mean, we. We. I mean, we. We invented, you know, the TV, and uh -huh. I'm pretty sure John Logie Baird was drinking Iron Brew at the time. So, <laughs> I mean, that says it all. I mean, we wouldn't Seemingly, be sitting here. 
communicating like this if it wasn't for Iron Brew, Henry. So, similarly, you can get Iron Brew in Texas. I've got a friend of mine from Fife who emigrated to Texas, and he managed to get Iron Brew in Texas. Yeah. So, you it's... might have to look online and see if you can get it delivered. Yeah, I, I would strongly recommend trying to source a, a can of it, Henry, um, and uh, <laughs> sample of the likes because we can't really describe it. That's the thing. Uh, what, what, it was. Uh, it's uh, 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 RK seventy four. I said drinkable bubble gum. I'll pass on that. <laughs> <laughs> I know I didn't do it much. Yeah, I said uh, you know massive injustice. I'll probably have a lawsuit from, uh, from <laughs> bars in the morning waiting on me. Um, but yeah, that, that's the way I would describe it. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. They're very funny with their adverts. They're always very very good. So I'm sure yeah, there won't be anything any any problem at all. Now I know you're all loving the interview, and it's fantastic to have. Uh, to have Dead Eye Del Boy on the show. But if you're a budding sim racer and you think, you know what, I would like to answer some of these kind of questions, then get in touch. You can email me at hughhattrick at gmail.com um, and we can book in a slot and you can get the same kind of treatment with all the chat and your subs asking you lots of great questions um, like we've had tonight. Um, so yes, let me know and we will get you in. And of course, next week we have Podium and in two weeks time we have AMR Daniel. But after that, the calendar is open. So if you would like to come on the show, that would be brilliant. And also, if you like what you're watching, which I'm sure you are, um, hit the subscribe button to join our channel. And you can see all the other uh, videos that we've done with people like Super GT, with Darren Turner, and with many others who are in the stream tonight. Um, it would be fantastic to have you along. At, uh, so here we go. So your final, in terms of um, uh, tips, for improving people's driving? That's always a big question. How would you say is the best way to improve your driving? Well, I would, I would say don't use, try and, try and drive with as few driving aids as possible. Um, you know, get your traction control off, um, get, you know, your brake assists off, get all of those things off, kind of just set it onto the, expert level um in Gran Turismo Sport because uh, when I started playing that was that was what I did and it was it was hard because you know I was spinning out a lot and stuff like that but I thought well if I want to be able to compete at a decent level I'm gonna to have to drive the way the best drivers are driving and they're all doing this for a reason. They're not using traction control because it must slow you down they're not using brake assist because it must slow you down. All these things, I thought, they, these are all slowing people down. That's why they're not using them. So get them, get them off. Just it's like a, a bike with stabilising wheels. You know, there's only one way to learn. Um, after you've maybe had a sort of tentative sort of go, just just take a take take a leap of faith. Get the assists off. Um, and learn and it is hard at first and you will be worse you will be slower at first it will feel horrible you will want to go back to all the old crutches that you used to rely on but ultimately just grind it out and grind it out and get through it push through it and you'll come out the other side a quicker driver and watch what the fastest guys are doing study their ghosts Look at what they're doing. Look at the brake inputs. Look at the acceleration and, and look at the acceleration inputs. 
slow it down to see where where are they turning in for corners? Is it mm. is it the, it looks like the hundred yard marker, but if you slow it down, it's actually just before that or just after that. And these wee finer points can be the difference between you know a couple of tenths on a corner. And before you know it, it all adds up, and you might pick it up, and you've ended up taking half a second off your best lap. And I would just say do that. I would I would I would take a plunge in the deep end. Um, just get rid of all your assists and go for it. Uh-huh. Fantastic. But, um, well, just to let everybody know there that um, we've been over 30 in the chat and 30 watching, which is absolutely wow. brilliant. In fact, that is you are second only to Super GT. That is a record, um, no uh, which is brilliant. And that just shows how much people absolutely love you <laughs> and follow you in the community um, because that's a fantastic record. I've been watching these numbers go up and up, uh, which is just fantastic. Um, but uh, it is all your community that is coming along to, to yeah, watch like uh, and best in the turned, business absolutely who have turned up tonight um, which is great now what would you like to say to your community who are watching here before we round um, things up well I mean I mean I think I probably can't thank them enough um, words probably don't do it justice but unfortunately I don't have um, millions of pounds so I can't send them money um, <laughs> so um, it, it, you know, I mean, recently, obviously, getting to a thousand subscribers has, has helped monetize. You know, that's one of the things about the, the channel. You can monetize your channel when you get to a thousand subscribers. So I was able to do that. I didn't really know what that would entail. But one of the things I wanted to be able to do with the channel was have the community tab because then I could post things. I could post me. I've seen Womble Leader, guys like that doing it, posting things on their community channel uh, tab, telling them about upcoming videos or just engaging with them, just asking you know, for their opinions and stuff like that. So I wanted that community tab. So I needed a 1,000 subscribers to get there. But it's just, you, you basically, to get that tab, you have to monetize. And that gives you access to the community tab. Um, to be able to put adverts on your videos um, and all that kind of stuff. So it, it, was, it was one of these things where I thought, get access to the community channel, the tab, because I want to be able to, you know, tell them if I'm going to live stream and I won't be able to put it on YouTube. I don't want to have to rely on putting it on like Twitter and there's maybe only a handful of the guys are using Twitter and then you've got a lot of you know, people wondering when they're going to be streaming next and stuff like that. So um, the fact that these guys make the live streams what they are, mm. it just encourages people to subscribe because people will subscribe and they'll come into the live stream and then they'll stay and they'll come back for another live stream. So it builds it up. So you, you, eventually the numbers have increased where you're getting regularly, you know, bigger numbers. And instead of streaming to five and six people, you're streaming to 45 people. And and, it, and obviously it's nothing compared to what the bigger streamers are streaming to, but it, it's huge to me. 45 oh, yeah. people yeah. in a stream for me is massive. See, just you mentioning yeah. about 30-odd people in this stream watching this and that blows yeah. my mind. It's fantastic. Like, no, it's a brilliant. It's I'm like, brilliant. no, that's bizarre. So, I mean, unfortunately, like I said, I can't send them all money. But if I do win the Euro Millions or something like that, I might, I might be able to do that. <laughs> um, it's probably beaching a YouTube term and commission. But yeah, I mean, they are, they are they are the best community that you know money can't buy. Um, and believe you me, the generosity when, it, you know, if, if you just need to go back and look at the live stream. I, I've not even been able to look back on the live stream where we hit the 1,000 subscribers yet because 
I get emotional just actually kind of thinking about yeah. it. I was watching it. I was really emotional at the time. I was really emotional at the time. And it and it just, you know, and then when um, I found out that the 1,000th subscriber, it was the guy, one of the guys in the chat reached out to me to let me know it was his son that was the number 1,000 when it came to being the subscribers. Um, and his son was... Just, he just, uh, uh, you know, just loves Scrantures with sport and loves loves my channel, um, amongst other channels. But you know, what she's out for my channel when I'm streaming and stuff. Like that. I mean, that kind of blew my mind. So I kind of found out a little bit of the backstory in that, and and that kind of just again, you know, his name's Byron, and he's got his own little YouTube channel that his dad runs for him called Spark Plug Kid. And there's a Aye. few guys in the channel here of. Played Wreckfest against them and stuff like that, you know, it, you know, it, things like that. I'm thinking my, my channel's kind of responsible for that. Yeah. You know, like I said, it's just it's unbelievable to have that. And somebody had referred to, um, kind of messaged me off stream and said, uh, you've got, you know, fans that love your streams and stuff. And I, I'm like, I, I don't have fans. You know, that's not what I've got. I've got a community of people that just come into my stream and, and we kind of just enjoy the game. Um, I'm just facilitating it. I'm just the guy who basically has got the, like a, a glorified Zoom meeting on the go and people can come in and join in. So that kind of blows my mind when I think about my community like that. So I can't thank them enough. Um, and trust me, having monetized the channel, I started, you know, I got donated, people donated, which was yeah. just didn't, again, I, I can't even go back and watch these streams because I, I might start crying. <laughs> um, <laughs> I get emotional. Becoming a dad has made me highly strong in terms of emotions. I, I, I cry over it, stupid things now. It but, does that you know, too. It's just, yeah, <laughs> I can't, I can't even go back and watch these streams because uh, like I'll, I'll break down. And um, uh, it's just unbelievable basically, the, the community, so I, I can't thank them enough. Oh, that's brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Well, it's been well over an hour of uh, the, one of the best interviews like we've ever had on the show, oh, without a doubt. Time it's has flown by. It certainly has, and I know we've all got responsibilities and commitments. And <laughs> we do, we like do. That, so <laughs> I don't want to keep you too long, but look, thank you to everyone who's been watching tonight and asking the great questions, and of course, to your good self, uh, did I, Del Boy, uh, all the way from Glasgow. Uh, who has given us a fantastic insight into what it's like to be a, a YouTuber and sim racer and who has achieved a huge amount in just a few months there playing the game. And uh, it's, we wish you all the best for the rest Thank of the you. year. And I'm sure we will see much, much more. And then you're always welcome to come back on the show uh, whenever you would like um, to give us updates of what's Absolutely. been happening. Absolutely. It's been an absolute pleasure, Hugh. And just a quick thanks to you as well, Hugh, because there's not enough people doing what you... Well, you're doing something that, you know... I, I found out about your channel when I met Super GT mentioned on one of your streams that he was going to be doing an interview. So I immediately went over to your channel and checked out and subscribed and all that because I thought that's that's brilliant. Somebody's actually interviewing guys about sim racing and that mm. just doesn't seem to be happening anywhere else. So um, as the, your channel is the place to go to check that kind of stuff out. So if anybody is only tuned in because obviously they knew about my channel and wanted to watch this interview, you need to go back and check out Gu's back catalogue of uh, interviews because he's if, if he's not interviewed them yet, 
that I don't think I think he's interviewed just about everybody that you can think of, um, including <laughs> Super GT a couple of times. Um, yeah. Rory's interview was a great interview as well. Um, oh yes, yeah, we've had Rory. Yeah, Rory. Wombo's been on it recently. Of course, Darren's interview was was yeah. quality. Um, so I mean, like I said, if if you've not subbed to you, you you've got to sub to you um, because he's doing a, a fine job um, and just kind of bring a little bit of a different element to the whole sim racing world. So I appreciate your efforts, you, and appreciate you having me on. Oh, that's very kind. Uh, stay on the line before we go, um, and I'll speak to you in a couple of minutes there just as, we, as we keep going. But uh, but to everybody who's been watching and in the chat and asking questions tonight, it's been absolutely fantastic. And you're a fantastic community. And please, if you haven't already subscribed to the Old Boys channel, the link is for once in the description. I'm learning how to do it. For a while, I used to say it was in there, and it wasn't in there because I thought I'd done it when I hadn't. But now your description is definitely in, in there. Your channel description in there, link is in there. But to everyone, it is, of course, our final line. Drive fast and try not to crash. And if you do, you might just win the race at the first corner. <laughs> Take care, everyone. And bye to stow.